Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and welcome to our bonus content as we work on putting Ostium Season 6 together. We're continuing with our Behind the Ostium series as we go in-depth with the making and discussion of how each episode of Ostium came to be, as well as much more. I am joined by Dwayne Farver, a big fan of the show and creator of the spin-off podcast, Manifestations. If you enjoy the Behind the Ostium series, you can get full access to over 50 episodes right now by supporting Team Ostium on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll also get access to a bunch of other bonus content on there too. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. We'll continue working on getting Ostium Season 6 ready for release in 2022. But for now, sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Ostium. So this is the story of how Gibraltar became an island. Uh, as some of you may not know, I grew up on the south coast of Spain and have been to Gibraltar a number of times um, for... Field trips, I actually even had a, at one point, our dentist was in Gibraltar. We'd have to go all the way there a couple times a year to visit him when I was a kid. Um, we'd go there for um, various trips just for fun because it's a cool place. Um, we'd go there sometimes for when my dad had a boat there or things like that. Um, it was kind of neat because they'd always have like the British toys and things like that that they didn't have in Spain. It was kind of fun to see. Uh, British English books that I wouldn't be able to get necessarily in Spain. I'd be able to get there, different series and things like that. Um, and again, candy, all this stuff. And then when my dad was running a bar at one point, we'd go over there to get cheaper booze <laughs> and bring it back. So I was pretty familiar with the Rock of Gibraltar and how it all looked and felt, having seen a lot of different areas of it. Um, and interestingly, when you go there, um, the the people who live there tend to speak a mixture of English and Spanish. Spanglish, they actually jokingly call it, basically, they say it was, um, which I thought, oh, well, you know, it's just part of Gibraltar, it's what it is, and I didn't ever see it anywhere else here, until I came to California and realized there's a lot of people here that do the same thing, <laughs> where it's just a blend. Um, there is still um, contention between Spain and Britain over this, I think it's like a former colony sort of thing, and, and stuff like that. Uh, there's always stuff about they, Spain wants to get it back. England wants to keep it. And it's always kind of weird. Um, I did also take the idea of making it an island. I had originally conceived of this in a um, novella book I was writing um, that I'm still planning to work on one day. That's basically four books that is named after each um, horse of the apocalypse. And it's kind of each a post-apocalyptic novel. And so this particular one was set in Gibraltar. And there, the, um, there's an end of the world event and the people who are there who want to survive, they basically blow up <laughs> the division line kind of where the airport is to make it its own island. And so then as I was doing Ostium and just ran that, I thought, this feels like the right piece of puzzle to pull from that novella and slot into here with Ostium and the Ostium network making it a new thing, um, which I totally did. But again, I made it different in making it uh, level up to its own dimension 
which he explained, and also the the circumstances for how it came to be. It was very much a, a kind of stream of consciousness, throwing all the words on the page and just letting it flow and be like, okay, this is weird, but I'm just going to go with it. And this is how it's going to happen. This is what, you know, Gibraltar is going to get, have this weird moment where things are going to get really tense. And then there's going to be this like ceasefire or this weird moment where they all have to leave. And then all of a sudden there's going to be this like catastrophic explosion. That's not really that. It's more just smoke and mirrors. And it's all just the Ostium network doing what it chooses to do and control stuff. And again, showing they are supremely powerful and can just do whatever they want pretty much which is scary, and that's the point. Um, and then we get to see the um, kind of starting point for Monica and Steve in joining the network, what you have to go through to get accepted, what it's going to look like, what it's going to turn into, and kind of um, what they're going to learn out of it, what they're going to get out of it. There was definitely a little nod to, to the Matrix, I feel, at this point, of the blue pill, red pill of, you know, you can come join us and become part of it and learn the incredible, or you can leave now, wipe your mind, and that'll be the end of it, you know? And who's going to say no to that? <laughs> I always want to know. Um, the one thing that they had to do was have their implants removed. Though. Exactly, yeah. So, which is a much like Jake had to disconnect from his world, they have to disconnect from the so-called real world. And who knows if you, if anyone's actually ever gone back to the real world afterwards, after they retire, you know, and, and joined up again and checked their bank account or whatever. No one really knows. Um, I do mention for the first time about quantum entanglement that becomes a bigger thing later on in Ostium and will continue to. Um, and you definitely get to see, yeah, so Steve is kind of like totally dazzled by the Ostium network, having fun doing whatever they're telling him to do, whereas Monica doesn't trust anyone because she's grown up that way. It's how she's learned to live life as she has and, and get as far as she has. So she's enjoying it, having her fun, but also with her own question. Um, probably possibly why she also started to keep a diary of recording what she was going through to help her process what she was learning, but also as almost like evidence to confirm perhaps what she was going through or that, you know, if she thought it might've been something different, she could look back and check the entries to make sure it happened as she thought it happened. Um, and plus it was a little way to, to do future little offshoot episodes and offshoot little Patreon things. Um, I do mention, uh, I kind of give a, also a little slice of li daily life of what it is to go through training in Ostium and things like that. The Austin Network. Um, I did mention about a guy who supposedly escaped and swam away. I don't know what the story is behind that, but I am curious to find out one day. <laughs> no one <laughs> knows if he made, if he made it, it back. Exactly. Or made it somewhere else. Maybe he found a whale to carry him away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also it was a nod to, you know, you can't really ever leave the Austin Network because it won't let you. Um, we still don't know also how they get all their food and supplies and everything. That seems to just work pretty well. But since they can exist on the dimension, it seems conceivable they can do whatever else needs to be done to get stuff like this. Um, we need so it's one of those. Bigger boat. <laughs> yep. And we'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll, at some point we'll kind of delve into that a little more with what, um, what, um, 
so where that all kind of comes from, what the I mean, you get a little bit of it in the following season with um, Jake and Steve going around. Sorry, Jake and Dave going around <laughs> and checking out the food and stuff like that. That's from the future. That's good for another fifty years somehow. Um, and so after her basic training, she gets into the time travel, learning all about that and kind of getting more about what the goal is of the Austin Network to give you the option to travel to a point in time and really kind of lose yourself in it. But you got to do all this work and research to understand it. Um, little hints about some people who'd already been lost and this is kind of like a version two, three, four, or five of Ostium that they're going through and they want to try and make it better this time, um, which I didn't realize really till now, kind of hints that what happens now too might not be great and bad things may happen as they will. Um, the idea of Aust the actual town of Ostium with a billion doors everywhere in every shape or form was all Monica's idea because she was thinking outside the door, outside the box, outside the door, <laughs> beyond the door. Um, you have a scientist that she talks to called, so that kind of gives a little more detail on, on what the makeup is for, for the town of Ostium and how it all kind of works. Just me filling in little details here and hints and things like that, that at this point it's answering stuff but it's also setting up possible future stuff that I will have to go into deeper later on. So it's been kind of fun going back through these and re-listening to, to past episodes and seeing all these little seeded things that I need to take note of and maybe use at a future point. Um, and we get to see Ostium now as a town that Monica was really instrumental in bringing to fruition. And then this ends with, um, the hint of a big meeting about to happen with everyone to decide for the first time who's going to go first, what's going to happen, where's everyone going to go, what are we going to do for the Ostium Network. Um, and again, we don't know who's running the Ostium Network um, or what their big nefarious plans necessarily are, um, but we get to see, at least see here that they're going to move on with the next step and Monica and Steve both want to be part of it. I have that uh, Monica knows that they've mentioned or she's seen references to that there is one person um, in charge of everything that's going on in mm -hmm. the Austin network, but a Jeff she Bezos. <laughs> she's never seen them. Mm -hmm. The way she makes it seem is like many people there have never seen them. Right. So if, if anyone has, they're not saying. Big brother. <laughs> <laughs> Always um, listening. Yeah, it, it it she did make it seem a little bit like the village from the TV show The The Prisoner, mm -hmm. where everybody has their own agenda, and there's literal literally microphones in the bushes and cameras mm -hmm. in the trees. And, right. You know, and I and I think I've seen I seen a little bit of the original one, and they did a a newer version, a more recent version, so many years ago, which I think I did see more of. Um, and again, a little bit of, of lost from here too. Um, and uh, the, I wrote down the quote, you're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Um, <laughs> next to, yeah. you know, Monica mm -hmm. um, deciding or being the, the one that uh, recommended we don't need a, a house to have the door. Right, the exactly. The mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be vertical. It can be horizontal. Exactly, yep. Um, I think this was, was it in this one too that Monica mentioned she tried to go somewhere she wasn't allowed and then quickly got, or she was talking to someone who 
no, it's just what she was referring to a friend that I think was kind of her that went, tried to get into a building they weren't allowed to, and then quickly got caught and turned around and told to leave. Um, again, just kind of hinting at the power of the Austin network and how you have your set area where you can go and that is it. Which is why it's so much fun for the following season when they get to go wherever they want. True. <laughs> <laughs> I've never obviously been to, to Gibraltar, but mm-hmm. um, it almost makes it seem a little Ostium-like in that it seems bigger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like the they didn't just take well, this town's as big as we need it to be. Right. They took it, and then it seems like it's almost been expanded upon. Like, it may not be... Dimensions may not work normally there. The streets mm-hmm. may not wrap around the way that you would think. Right. Mm-hmm. In the There's more buildings than, than should be possible to fit in there. Or more space right. once you get into the buildings and stuff. Yeah. 